Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 20 of Season 3 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee-ki-yay our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action movie, Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off the week, or to finish off his five minutes of this movie, since he hasn't seen anything before or after, is Alex Robinson of the Star Wars Minute. Welcome back, Alex. Hello there. Thanks for having me, and thanks for letting me close out the week. Yeah, just just uh, be careful not to uh, to rip apart your computer. You know, mm, when you're done, when when, when you think you're done with it, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you might need it later. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Well, hopefully, uh, Theo will be here to help me fix it. I don't know he if he's like gonna he be able to help you. He, I think he's gonna be able to help you rip them apart. I don't think he's gonna help you put oh, them back together. Oh, that's right. He totally bashes all the computers <laughs> in this scene. So, uh, never yeah. Mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think you want Theo. You know, yeah. and especially just be careful if he starts. Uh, you know, talking about some sporting event. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think, think clear of him and Carl at that point. <laughs> yeah. They have two points. I, exactly. Boom. Boom. Boom, two points. <laughs> yeah. So, minute 20 begins with Theo continuing to type and ends with Hans getting something from Carl as they slickly pass one another. So yesterday we ended the minute with uh, Theo typing away frantically on the keyboard, and today we continue to see Theo typing away frantically on the keyboard. Yeah, you know, I, I guess you know he he's he's a guy who likes to type, and you know he's typing really fast. I, I wonder if someone who you know knows how to type so well can try and figure out what he's doing. Mm. You know, if some you know someone who's so proficient, you know, is the actor is Clarence uh, Gilliard, you know, just you know, punching in all these random keys, or is he really typing something? You know, obviously we'll never know, but... I feel like, like, if Stanley Kubrick was directing this, then yes, he would be typing something specific. I don't know enough about wiretapping, uh, the, the wiretapping director, but uh, it doesn't... Str- I'm going to say, if the guy let the... If the director had the guy dropping his coat on the floor, I don't think he's having uh, Theo type a specific message. You mean if he, if the director had you know Carl hold his gun backwards also? Yeah, you know. then yeah, then, <laughs> then it would be different. But I'm going to say he's just uh, randomly just smacking different keys. And this is our, yeah, I'm going to go into a tirade here. One of the many many bad things about computers uh, in the world is that it makes. I mean, anyway, to me, it makes uh, a certain type of action movie less interesting. Because everything is done with computers now, and I feel like we've seen so many times where there's been a movie where they have the quirky hacker character be like, I'm going to get into the mainframe, clackety, clackety, clackety. Oh, there's a lot of security, clackety, clackety. Like, there's there's nothing exciting about watching someone type at a keyboard, but yet so many stories have to have because everything in our life revolves around computers now. So, uh, right. Well, it's because they saw Theo did this, and that was, you know, Theo was the the original, the the original hacker. That's right. Yeah. There you go. So, um, <laughs> no, yeah. now I find it funny interest, and interesting looking at this movie and looking at what computers look like in 1988 mm-hmm. compared to, you know, I mean, you and I grew up throughout the computer age, so we got to see how things evolved from Evolution. what we see on the screen here to what we have now. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's very interesting looking at. You know, I, I still, you know, love watching movies where, where, you know, they say, oh, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to put that on the big mainframe computer. We only have, uh, you know, eight bytes yeah. of of memory on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, eight bytes, come on. 
yeah, I'm guessing this is too early before the internet, but it would have been it would it would be funny now if he was like, I'm gonna hack into the mainframe that it was like that, you know, dial up sound that uh, that yes, was, you know, exactly a thing for a short time in computer history. But uh, well, they did they did have dial up uh, you know the screeching noises back then because I mean war games came out four years before this, so well, that's you true. Know, war games, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, you know about having to put you put. I, I love how you put the receiver on it and by. You know, I, I know that when we had a Commodore 64, you had to actually, you know, pull, you know, detach the receiver and then you take the, the, you know, the connector and you put the connector into the modem. Oh, wow. That's what we like had to physical, do. Physical, like a, like a, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah. You had to, you had to like push down, you know, on the little uh, plastic piece, yeah. you know, on the, the, the cord that detaches it from the, um, uh, from from the receiver and then put that into the modem. That's what we had to do. Yeah, you know, obviously. So, do you, Matthew Broderick, in War Games, was the first computer hacker, first movie computer hacker? Um, it's a very good question. I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know the answer to that one. Yeah. You know, well, we, well, we know from that movie that that the uh, you know passwords weren't very complex at that point when he was able to steal the the, the school password, which was pencil. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Let's think of something yeah. that isn't related to school that we can use in order to yeah. try to finish this. Hmm. I don't know. Let's try pencil. No Nobody will be able to guess that. that. That dumb <laughs> since then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I guess pencil is better than uh, you know X three uh, pound G Y uppercase. You know, like nowadays the things that you get as passwords. You know that Why are randomly generated. My password out onto the whole internet. That, I'm gonna change everything now. Yeah. Well, at least That's it's not nine, one, two, two three, four, five. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's nine six nine six nine six nine. Yeah. I I was actually quoting uh, Spaceballs at that point, but yeah. That's. Uh, mm -hmm. You know. Oh my God. That's the same the same password I have on my luggage. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. This, you guys should probably do Spaceballs. You know, when you're finished. Neither uh, of us are space. I know. Someone, I know. Someone else would have to do it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I, I'm, I'll do history of the world, but I, I wouldn't do spaceballs. <laughs> no, I understand that. I, uh, it's sure. it's it's hard to do a parody of something that you've taken so seriously for ten years. I, that's not why I don't like spaceballs. It's not because it's a parody of something I love. I love parodies of things I love, but I just think it's a lazy. It's not a good parody of a thing I love. You don't find Young anything in Spaceballs funny? I had no interest in, in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Young Frankenstein is a loving parody of a thing that Mel Brooks loves. Star Wars yeah. is like, yeah, this is a popular thing. I'll make fun of it. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the same. Like, okay, but but are there are? I'm assuming there are still jokes in Spaceballs that you like. It sounds as if oh, you yeah. hate oh. it, hate it. You know? No, it's just not. It's not. You know, I feel like I was old. People who seem to love it are younger than I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. So uh, it might be the kind of thing where if you saw it at a certain age, you were like, "Oh my god, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." But uh, right, okay. I was th I was thirteen when it came out, so you know, I, I I loved it in the theater, and I remember when when I saw it. So I was driving back with a friend of mine's father, you know, who who took us to the movie, and me and my friend the whole time were quoting the movie and saying, you know, we were seeing the whole <laughs> line. So mm -hmm. he he got a little annoyed, you know, that these two thirteen year olds mm -hmm. are. Are constantly quoting, yeah. you know, but yeah, you know, but that's what you do when you're 13. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so I think I was like already in college when it came out. Well, it was 87, so, was like, so if you were born in 69, so you were 18. I graduated high school in 87. Okay, yeah. there you go. So. so okay, that makes sense. But were you as much of a Star Wars fan in 87? No, I was not. Because, no. because. There were know, only three movies. Star Wars back in. <laughs> Well, there just, yeah, there were only three movies, and it wasn't a thing anymore in 87. Star Wars was kind of, like, forgotten right. about. I mean, other than Spaceballs, of course. It wasn't like nowadays where there's Star Wars, new Star Wars every three months, a new Star Wars right. thing. It was, you know. Right. So, uh, and also Star Wars, like, anyway. No, go there. It's fine. It's Star Wars side. You can have a Star Wars No, Star Wars I was going to say, it, like, it, uh, it used to be that when you were a Kid, a kid, you like kid stuff, and then you get to a certain age, or you'd like say, okay, you know what, I don't like Star Wars and that stuff anymore because that's kids. That's right. like kids. Like, I like that when I was a little kid, and I don't like it anymore because I'm a different person. Okay. you know now, and so um, yeah, <laughs> it might be overly defensive, but that's uh, not a problem. Point is not a not a space. Right. Okay, I I understood. <laughs> yeah. Right. So first of all, the music of this yeah. this part of the scene is great, also. You know, they, they they do a really nice job of, of switching the music around throughout the whole movie. But, it, you know, in this scene, it also adds to the fact, you know, the besides of the clackety clack of, of the keyboard. So we, we get to hear yeah. some some nice, you know, the, the music has its own personality or it adds personality to, to the way the scene works. So then he, he locks out the elevators and we see, uh, first of all, a group of elevators on the computer that says uh, low rise. So there are six elevators that it says L to 16, which means that, uh, you know, they do have uh, elevators that will only go between the lobby and the 16th floor. And then you have another sure. one that says high rise. And there are three elevators there on high rise and it says L to 34, which mm -hmm. uh, I, I guess that means that all it goes throughout all of those floors as opposed to just being, you know, like 17 to 34 or whatever it is. And then we, we see that, uh, you know, he, he locks out all of them at the 29th floor. And then we also get to see that there's a fourth elevator loaded, uh, noticed on that screen. And it says service elevator. And it says L-35. So that's even stranger. You know, you have in the three high-rise high elevators that will go to the 34th floor. But if you want to go to the 35th floor, you got to take the express elevator. Huh. You'd, you'd think that they well, would all go to the same, you know, the, you know, when you're building the building, you would have the elevator shafts, you know, go to the same place if they're next to each other. Yeah, I'm sure that's an option, but I, I think, but I think it's more for that the people on the 35th floor don't have to mingle with all the rest of the slobs. Uh, it could be, could be, but... You know, as we'll find out later, the 35th floor is not done yet, and actually neither is the 34th right. or the 33rd. You know, there are, there are a number of hmm. floors that are still under construction. Wow. Which which adds to the intrigue of the movie. You yeah. see, I'm I'm throwing in tidbits here to to to, to hook you in, hook you in. <laughs> <laughs> a building under construction, eh? Wow. Oh man, that's <laughs> what could be on the 35th floor? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So, you know, he, he continues to hum as he's uh, working, you know, pushing buttons, moving things in. And then we, we get to see the parking garage. We see the, the gates start to close in the parking garage. We see a group of escalators that are that stop in the middle. 
and stuff like that. So when do you think in the first escalator was invented? Well, you got me with that revolving door bit. You were close. You were, you were the, still, uh, you know, don't, don't knock yourself too much about it. I'm going to say the first escalator was 1929. Okay. The 19, no, 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 no. It was before that. 1916. First working escalator was in 1899, but there, there were patents of designs of an escalator all the way from 1859. So for 40 years, there were a, a bunch of people that were putting in patents for this idea of move, moving stairways, but they just could never figure out how to get it to work. <laughs> but they still had their patents. That's weird that you could file a patent, but it doesn't work. Yeah, of course. The, the idea of filing a patent is the, the is for the idea. But don't you have to kind of prove that it works? I don't know. To... I, I don't know. Hmm. Absolutely no clue. It just seems strange. Like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to patent a, a unicorn. Uh, <laughs> You know, a unicorn uh, harness. No, but maybe maybe you need like to have you need people to show the design, even if you can't produce the design. So they're showing you they're they're getting they're showing you a design that doesn't work. They're saying yes, I want this to be. Packed. No, I think they're showing you a design that they want to work on. Because I think the whole idea of patenting it is so that it's yours, and you don't have to worry about someone else stealing it. Right, but does it work or does it not work? Uh, up until eighteen ninety nine, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. So, like, people were basically showing here's a here's an idea I came up with for an escalator that doesn't work. Right. It's, Can I please patent this? Like, I, I guess so. I, okay, I'm gonna come up with a trans. I'm gonna come up with a teleportion machine. Here's my here's my patent. It doesn't work, but at least now it shows that I own the idea of teleport machines. Um. Again, I'm not a, I'm uh -huh. not a patent lawyer. You know, I, I I go according to what Wikipedia tells me yeah. here. So that that I couldn't tell you. Strange. Um. Yeah. Uh, what can I tell you? The, the <laughs> here in in 1859, a man named Ethan Ames was who was a patent attorney in Massachusetts is credited with patenting the first escalator. Despite the fact that no working model of his design was ever built, his invention, the revolving stairs, is largely speculative, and the patent specifications indicate that he had no preference for materials or potential use. He noted the, that steps could be upholstered or made of wood and suggested that the units might benefit the infirm within a household use. The suggestive motive power was either manual or hydraulic. So, again... It's the idea. Wow. So what can I tell you? And there's it sounds like my trans my transporter is gonna be in there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what they'll use to build it. I don't know what, but that's not my concern. What would would a transporter yeah. be the first thing that you would you would create if you could? Well, I mean assuming you're gonna rule out time machine. Well, why would I rule it out? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the first thing well, anyone so first wants. I would go you know. time machine. The transporter would be second. Well, if you if you create so, the time uh, machine, you can actually go back in time before 1859 and patent your first escalator before Nathan Ames. <laughs> that's the my my goal. I will build a time machine specifically to steal just to steal the patent for the escalator. That's a good. Uh, I like hey, that. it's a it's a cash cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, so, what do you uh, think? Yeah. What do you think the the longest escalator in the world is? Hmm. Longest escalator in the world. Are you talking about in terms of what, what's my unit meters? Length. You can say meters or feet. But that's I, fine. Uh, I have okay. the 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 answers I'll, in both. I will say sixty nine meters. Okay. 
138 meters or 450 oh my gosh that was exactly halfway yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait how, many, how much did you say it was I said 69 okay. meters. And 69 one second, one second. And it was it is 69 meters high. So hey. Wow. So that's maybe crazy. maybe you did invent that time machine and went back and got that answer. Oh, got those man. answers. Okay. Now or at least I will. Yeah, and that, that's in that's in Russia. It's it's in the uh deep underground stations of St. Petersburg Metro. So um, yeah. Now the longest freestanding uh escalator which is supported only at the ends which uh, makes me think of maybe like uh you know temple of doom type of uh you know rope bridge i don't know if i would get on an escalator like that <laughs> sounds yeah that would be uh seems... i'm gonna guess that one was 50 meters long. no that one is 62 meters long which oh. which is 205 feet long it rises eight stories up it is actually in the CNN Center's atrium in Atlanta, oh. and it was originally built as the entrance to an amusement park, which was called the World of Sid and Marty Croft. But it's oh, yeah, it's now that. used on CNN studio tours. Hmm. Nice. So, yeah, that's worth it just to go on the tour, just to go on the world's tallest non-supported escalator. Yes, exactly. Go to Atlanta. Go visit Alan and while you're in Atlanta, and you can get on the uh, longest, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> the longest uh, thing. Now, what do you think? Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, what is the shortest elevator? Escalator or elevator? Escalator, escalator. Oops, sorry. What Ooh. is the shortest escalator? I mean, I feel like I've seen ones that are just barely like you're at an airport, and there's ones that are just like five steps or something. I'll say seven feet. You should have gone with your gut. Um, so the shortest escalator in the world is known as the Puchikator, which is in the Okadaya Mori's shopping mall in Kawasaki, Japan. It has a vertical rise of 832 millimeters, which is 32 inches, and it only wow. has five steps. So you should have gone with uh, wow. with with your yeah. gut when you said five. Some very lazy people there in Japan. <laughs> Apparently, you know. I, I guess the it's not in the Nakatomi building. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's just pretty amazing. Yeah. So then we see that the uh, you know there there are two more gates that that close down the the rest of the parking parking garage, and. Mm -hmm. You know, Theo begins to smile to himself. He's he's really having a lot of fun, you know, with with, with that everything guy. that he's doing. He's not what? I said he's nuts, that guy. Oh, completely. I thought you said he's not sad guy. I was like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> he's, he's not, not a sad, sad guy. guy. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's, he's just nuts. <laughs> well, that, that's, it sounded the same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's and that pen doesn't move from the keyboard at all. <laughs> the pen maybe it's glued maybe it's one of those maybe it's like velcroed yeah you know maybe I, I, the I, original I, security guard that was his pen and they kind of mounted it there as like an eternal tribute to the uh to, to the, the original security guard yeah to john larrick well the building's uh, still under construction they can't have been open that long uh apparently they have i mean let's put it this way holly's been in la for six months so and 
my assumption is is that that uh, you know that most of the building is done. I mean, they're they're there. It's it's not as if they just yeah. had this party where they said, okay, it's a grand opening. Also, it's yeah. not. They, I mean, that, they never mentioned it from that perspective. That, it's a good point. Though. It's a good yeah. point. I, I maybe it has to do with how much you know money they can you know to, that they can siphon off each time for the uh, you know to build each floor to to furnish each floor. I guess you can say they're just they're building it one at a time. They yeah. with a one floor building and they just keep going <laughs> one. Yeah, who knows how far they can it's, take it? It's Jenga. It's the Jenga building. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's, it's the it's the anti Jenga building because if it was a Jenga mm. building, they'd be taking taking floors away. <laughs> Well, yeah, adding more to the bottom and putting them up to the top. So, oh, yeah, okay, that'd, that's be a, yeah. that'd be a different point. So. Right. So, all in all, we see about uh, five different gates come down with with really loud thuds, you know, to to really yeah. drill into us of what's going on. Now, now you didn't see this, but the the limo driver who dropped McLean off two weeks ago, he's actually in the parking garage, and he doesn't notice that any of this is going on. <laughs> It takes a huh. while. I mean, he's. It takes like an hour into the movie till he figures out that he's trapped in there. You know, he's having too much fun in the back of the limo. Well, there must. <laughs> if there are like executives and stuff up there, there must be other limos waiting around for them. Nope, not at all. The you know this is this is everyone's office, so they're going to have the limo come pick them up afterwards. John's limo driver waits for him because he John isn't sure where he's staying, so they make a deal that he'll wait. Right, he'll but... wait for him and. You know, John will let him know if he if he scores with his wife and finds a place to stay, or if the limo driver needs to find him a place to stay. Right, but if I'm Holly's boss, I'm the head of the company. When I want to leave this party, I'm not like, oh, call my guy and he'll be here in 15 minutes. I want to just go downstairs. Like my my limo driver would be waiting for me downstairs if I'm the head of the company. Yeah, but there there. So there will be other limo drivers in that situation stuck. That is a great stuff. point, and there are no other limos in this movie. Right. So, I guess I All guess right. uh, yeah. you know Takagi isn't really concerned about that either. Oh, either he's not it. drinking and he's planning on driving home on his own, or he's he's got a guy yeah. you know that he can call and he'll be there in five minutes, which is probably more yeah. likely. It is Christmas Eve, so. which is probably more likely. Yeah, but but and there's no helicopter on the roof. Uh, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> More spoilers <Got> for Alex. <laughs> and, All right. And I'll give you another hint. Um uh -oh. Takagi isn't gonna be waiting for a uh for for you know, Takagi isn't drunk by the end of the movie. How's that? We'll we'll leave it at that. Okay. You know, All right. Again, I, I love these spoilers. Just uh you know, try to pull you in, try to pull you in. There you go. Teasers. Yeah. So then we get an external shot of Nakatomi once again, you know, in complete darkness. So it, it gets dark really quickly. Again, this is maybe six o'clock at night. So, you know, and then uh, we get to see the elevator doors open and Hans is standing there. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, then one of the other terrorists or one of the other people in the elevator, we, we won't label people at this point because we don't know, you know, wearing, wearing a yeah. vest, you know, gets out and moves to the, to the left-hand side. You know, he's like holding a little bag as he, he walks out. And then we, we get another shot of Theo, who is still very happy with what he's doing. He's happy in his work. <laughs> you know. Loves computers. Yeah, loves computers and then begins to destroy them. You know, I, I, I mean, first of all, the first thing he does is he rips out the cords 
underneath the, the keyboard. You know, yeah. what's funny is, is sparks shooting completely. everywhere. Now, if I unplug my keyboard, that's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's doing it a little too enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. You know, but but he he's happy. He's happy doing that. And then we see him kick in, you know, one of the, the mainframe servers, you know, also lots of sparks flying. You know, at the same time. Yeah, I've heard of hacking into the mainframe, but kicking yeah, exactly. into the mainframe. Yeah, exactly. And, and. That's just, and uh, it would have been even funnier if his like leg caught fire, you know, by uh, by kicking into it. <laughs> stuck in the stuck in the uh, in the gets yeah. electrocuted and dies there immediately. <laughs> and then and then we see uh, the guy in the vest, you know, come into the lobby. He's uh, I'll I'll let you know his name is Eddie. He's he's the other American in in the group. Eddie Vest, you know? and uh, you know he he hands a bag to Carl. And we see Hans walk by Carl, and as he's walking by Carl, Carl very smoothly hands something to to Hans in his hand. You know, it's done in a very very smooth mm-hmm. way. So I, I like the way they did that, and and uh, that's the end of the movie for you, Alex. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of anticlimactic. I gotta admit, it was. Uh, I thought it would kind of build some bit more of a like finale, but it's just kind of like a bunch of people walking around an office. It started with a domestic squabble and ends with a bunch of people walking around an office. Yeah, building. well, so it was not not well, what I because thought. you know you need to go a little further than than minute twenty to see what happens. I said you Sorry? have to go a little further. Oh, there's more. There's, there's more to the movie. movie yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's that's a totally different. Uh, yeah. So. Yes, there, there's there's a little bit more going on here. Just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. You know, there, there's there's only another 112 minutes to to the movie. If you know, it, it, it goes by in a wow. flash. You know, so you don't have to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so you have anything else to say about this minute besides the fact that it's anticlimactic for you? Uh, no. Just like I said, repeat what I said yesterday. People hacking into the mainframe, people doing stuff on computers is very boring to uh, to to watch. I guess we should just be grateful that they didn't do the thing where like someone's doing something on the computer and then suddenly one big word is flashing. Yeah, up alert, like, alert, shut alert. Shut down, shut down, <laughs> shut down. Yeah, alert, alert, or like, you know, something like that. So at least it's not at least Right, and, and also, so. you know, you don't have them like trying to transfer something to a disk that takes forever, you know. <laughs> or they'll be like, yes, it'll take 15 minutes, you know, it'll take 12 or countdown on the screen, like how long it'll exactly. take. That would be another. Exactly. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll so, give you a little more of a teaser. Yeah. Theo is not done with with his computer hacking and his computer work throughout this movie. There's a lot more going mm. on. So you know, and it and it you have to also think of this in the the mind frame of 1988 when when just about nobody had personal computers, you know, and nobody had much yeah. knowledge mm-hmm. of computers. You know, now nowadays we're all right. really spoiled, and and uh, you know every. Every three-year-old knows more about computers than Theo does. But, you know, back then. Yeah. <laughs> ring or no ring. Yeah. I, uh, when I was researching, I look, when I was looking up the actor, um, uh, Clarence Gilliard Jr., I noticed that he is in one of the most recent diehards playing Theo. So either it's a flashback or he survives this movie with the latter, which would su- surprise. Well, first of all, first of all, that, that, that latest diehard that you're talking about is a commercial. A yes. commercial for, for I think Duracell or Energizer when they were selling their diehard batteries. Oh. Yes. It, 
Huh. Okay. So then I guess he doesn't, but he plays the same character. Okay. So. <laughs> anyway, weird. So uh, I'm 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 surprised there are multiple levels about that. If 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 it's just a commercial, the fact that they got someone from the original Die Hard. Well, I mean, they got John McClane in it, and also the the limo drivers in it also. But is it is the, are they just using stock? No, no, no. This movie, or do they? No, get they the got the actors back to, to play like, wow. play the, these these characters. That's hardcore. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a battery. Uh, yes. It, right. um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. I I actually just saw it like last week, uh, in order to remind myself yeah. about this. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but uh, yeah, it's it's just a commercial. <laughs> All right. Now forget I'm not gonna watch. Here, it. it it was in uh, 2020. It came out. It's a commercial for diehard car yeah. batteries. There you go. Yeah. How long is it? Like three minutes? Or yeah. Two minutes it, or a it, minute? It's very very short. Yeah. Um, but also listed on IMDb, which usually they don't list commercials in there. But, so I'm surprised. I, I, the funny thing is, I was looking at where where's it listed in IMDb. Under under what? That that's what I'm saying. I, uh, I, under under the actor Clarence. No, Gilly. that I know, but it's under you know it's not in a movie. It's listed in a movie? No. It's listed in a movie. Ah, actor short. Somewhere. It's in sh- it's in short. It's called Die Hard is Back. There. Oh, okay. But yeah, I didn't think they generally right. listed. It's a two-minute commercial. There. Uh, so it's like a mini, it's like a product, it's like a two-minute film that has a lot of product. Yeah, basically. It says Bruce Willis is back as the tough John McClane in a new action-packed commercial for diehard batteries. Okay. Hmm. So, Are you going to cover that eventually? Uh, one minute at a time? If you get to, if you get to uh, all the way up to that. And uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see that that will be uh, a a, a uh, many years from now. I, I don't yeah. expect to get there that quickly, so uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, we shall see. So the the script once again has a few little discrepancies, right? Mm-hmm. So it it starts off with the description of uh, Theo in the control room. It says Theo enters the small control room and comfortably sits behind a maintenance keyboard, whistling a vaguely familiar tune. He types in some commands and locks down the passenger elevators up to the 30th floor, which in the movie, it's the 29th floor as opposed to the 30th floor, which which actually makes more sense because if everyone's on the 30th floor, you want to lock the elevators on a different floor, not where everybody is. Right. You know, then with several more computer commands, he systematically causes the heavy steel gates to the parking garage to close. The escalators to the garage come to a stop. Theo finishes typing and disconnects the keyboard and pulls out the wires from beneath the panel. So in the script, he does it uh, more, you know, quickly <laughs> or, yeah. he, uh, you know, he, he isn't as aggressive in that point. Yeah. And then it says, the, yeah, much less dramatic. And it says, the doors to the service elevator open to reveal Hans Gruber, impeccably dressed, lean and handsome. He steps out into the lobby like he owns the building. And in a way, he does. Theo steps to the door of the control room and tosses Hans a computer card. So the script actually tells us that's Theo who's giving something to Hans as opposed to Carl. And they're telling us that it is a computer card, which I'm assuming in 1988, most people didn't know where a computer card was. I'm not even sure I know what it is. Is that like a disc? What is a computer card? I don't know. 
<laughs> no, I, I know what it is. I'll, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. It's, it's okay. actually a code card that locks the front door. Okay. It's basically the card that the, that the guard has in order to open and close the door. You know, okay, so it's because like a there's security. Card. It's a key card. Exactly. It's a okay. security key yeah. card. Okay. All right. All right. So All right. every Friday we have a uh, surprise segment called Weekend Surprise, mm-hmm. where my guest gets to explain why they think that Die Hard is the best Christmas movie around, or that it's not a, or whether it's a Christmas movie or not. So. I know you've only seen five minutes of it, but you know, can so you, far, are you able, are you at all? Right. But I mean, you can, you can use based on, on information you have from other, other sources mm-hmm. if you want, you don't have to base it only on the five minutes that you've seen. Do you think Die Hard is, is based on what you've heard about Die Hard? Is it a Christmas movie or not? Well, you tell or me. should it be classified? Sorry. Should it be classified as a Christmas movie? Has that? Well, since it does take place on Christmas Eve, uh, I'll go ahead and um, count it as a Christmas movie. Uh, so you say that anything that happens on Christmas, therefore it's a Christmas movie. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that, that... Uh, I didn't notice. Are there any decorations? You, or you, don't, sound, like you, you don't sound too convincing about it, but, you know. That's fine. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm having to weigh in on a movie of which I've only seen five minutes of, none of which seem Christmassy to me. But I have heard a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, Die Hard's a Christmas movie," and so um, I'll, I I have no choice but to go along with internet experts who call it a Christmas. But yeah, well, I'm trying to think of any other Christmas movies that take. No, it's a big on. debate. It's a big debate. So, so there are people the who thing. say it doesn't count as a Christmas movie. Yes. Because yes. I mean, there are people who say that 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 in order for it to be a Christmas movie, it has to have a Christmas theme to it, not music. You know, it, and therefore, you know, the fact that it takes place on Christmas doesn't necessarily mean that it is a Christmas movie. Well, I can see their point because if you told me this movie took place on July twenty eighth, so far I'm like, yeah, it seems pretty accurate. So I don't know. Does a movie because you know over on Godfather minute, uh, Godfather one and two both feature scenes at Christmas time. Um, but I don't generally hear people arguing the Godfather movies are Christmas movies. Uh, okay, but you have to take something else here that this entire movie takes place true. in one day. More or less. The Godfather takes place over a period of 50, 60, 70. Yeah. How many years? Uh, How many years is the whole uh, saga? Well, GF, I mean, if you count the flashbacks, I guess 1901 through 19... 19- 97 close to 100 years all right there so you. yeah you're right that's a different thing but i'm trying to think if there are any other movies that take place at christmas but that are not christmas movies and why did they have it set is the original novel based uh Rain- how about reindeer games have you ever seen reindeer games no i have not not that i remember anyway. with gary sinise not that- and ben affleck Mm-mm, not that i remember is that okay. does that have well that has reindeer games in it, it which refers it, to a Christmas song? So again, it takes place on Christmas. Yeah. So is it a Christmas movie or not? That's the thing. But I don't care whether you think that one's a Christmas movie or not. I was bring that as an example. Yeah. Um. I will. No, you know what? I'm going to be hardcore about it. I'm going to say if it takes place Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, no matter what else, it is a Christmas movie. 
if the, if the creators make a point of saying that this takes place on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, it is a Christmas movie. Because why else otherwise okay. have it? That's what I would say. But it's okay. not like an opinion that's, that's I feel that strongly about. Um, right. Well, again, so, you, you should see the you should see the rest of the movie, and maybe that'll help you, uh, you know, form a more more solid opinion as to whether you think this movie is or isn't. Well, from that the fact that he gets in the third act, he gets rescued by Santa. To me, would push it over into into Christmas territory. So, if people don't want to count that, then that's that's their prerogative, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, good guess, but uh, mm, again, no, that doesn't happen. You it. should probably check it out. Mm. No, sorry. Keep my eyes. Sorry. Okay. I'll, you know, now I really, I, <laughs> you're, you're just trying to trick me into watching the rest of the movie by saying, you know, I'm not trying to trick you. I want you, I want you to see it. I want you to see it with a, with a, with a pure, you know, for, with pure yeah. heart. Not because you. I feel like I should wait it. until Christmas to watch it or Christmas Eve. You can do that. This podcast will go till New Year's Eve, so there you go. You can watch it right at the end, and then you'll you'll you know, or you can just listen to the podcast, and you'll you'll you you can say that you didn't see the movie. You just do you, listen there, to it. You listen to it being described. Over in Godfather, there was at least one listener to the podcast who has never seen the movie, uh, and it was only listening to our commentary on it. Have you encountered anyone else who is listening to this who has not like me has never seen Die Hard but is still listening? Well, being being at the time that we're recording this, uh, Die Hard hasn't oh, started so know. being, mm. you know. Okay. Yeah. Die, this 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 uh, show this season premiered on okay. July fourth. Oh, so uh, yeah, you know. So, so if anyone's listening who has not seen Die Hard, give us a call. Let us yeah. know. Uh, yeah, get in touch with Alex, and you guys can talk about not knowing anything about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, let's, let's speculate. Give <laughs> me a call. Let's speculate as to what we think is going to happen. You start a yeah. start a club. Start a club. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. All right, well, Alex, uh, why don't you one final time tell people how they can get in touch? Well, with you. I'll return to the classic Star Wars Minute. That's the daily podcast in which my partner Pete and I ex- uh, analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. We are currently uh, towards the end of Solo, and we'll be starting the Rise of Skywalker in 2023. If that sounds like your idea of a good time, go to StarWarsMinute.com or wherever you find podcasts and just ooped. You no oops. Canadians. You said ooped? Are you Canadian? <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah. are you Canadian? I, I told you, I grew oh, up near okay. Windsor. No. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to, to, to root out the root oot. You're able to the, root the, out. Root <laughs> out. <laughs> the the Canadian uh, mm-hmm. you know the Canadians trying to hide among us not me all American <laughs> mm-hmm. all right and finding me there you go and finding me is very simple just do a search for a movie on minute you can find my website you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook so Alex first of all I want to thank you for 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 joining me this week I want to thank you for being a good sport about me teasing you a little bit about having not not having seen the rest of it and. You know, hopefully one day you will decide to, you know, take the plunge and see what it's all about. Hopefully you'll enjoy it, you know, but at least you'll be yeah. able to say, I've seen it. I liked it. I didn't yeah. like it, you know, but oh, either way. It's, it's so thank you very much. Thank you for having me, that. despite the fact that, like I said, I uh, did not, I could not watch the rest of the film. At least not yet. Well, but would it get you, wouldn't it get you okay. mad though if That's now fine. I well, like, watched it? Because then you'd be like, I could have watched it right before you did my show. Like. You're, you're... Okay. No, not at all. Okay. I wouldn't get mad at all. 
seriously, I I would be happy because it means it would mean that I was able to convince you that so it's it worth your to check it out. Okay. So there's a plus to that too. Okay. That's right. All right. Good. There you go. You know, I know that that Alex Robinson for decades refused to see it, refused to see it, and because I discussed it with him, he said, "You know what? I'm gonna go check it out." So <laughs> there's that that would that would be a compliment. But I, I, if 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 you're interested, you know, I'll, I'll invite you back next season for you know the next whether it's next season or the season after when I do Die Hard two, I will gladly invite you back to and and I'll give you even more juicier minutes, you know, to to try to convince you. I will add in the middle even to, more, to watch that. Uh, nonsense to it i actually owned <laughs> die hard 2 on dvd for like seven years and never watched it <laughs> so there you go adding <laughs> and well because okay I was like well i want to watch if i watch die hard 2 i have to watch die hard 1 first and then that was where the whole yeah, anyway save it for another time well you said that oh, yeah. so you don't really need to yeah. all right yeah yeah all right very good so have a great weekend, everybody, and until Monday, yippee ki yay! Yippee ki yay!